Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 82 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I have Susie from the Copper Vessel. She's a celebrity sound healer who's traveled the world. She's been featured in Pop Sugar, Well and Good, She teaches events for Roxy, Aloe, and at my favorite meditation studio in LA, Unplugged. Susie explains how sound healing, Reiki, yoga has aided her in her recovery and saved her life. So without further ado, let's get into it. I know these are scary and unpredictable times, but you don't have to be alone. You're not alone. Join like-minded women coming together in small, intimate groups to work and solidify their recovery through these tough times. Starting April 9th, that's a Thursday, a Sober Girls group coaching will help you level up your sobriety. This four-week program with calls once a week will be that light at the end of the tunnel. Head to a SoberGirlsGuide.com and sign up today. Susie, I'm so excited to talk to you. I did actually one of your sound baths last night, and I have to say they are extremely beautiful. I love them. Thank you so much, Jessica, and thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to connect and to chat. Everything that you are creating and putting out is just so important. And as a sober woman, it's been amazing to see everything that you've been creating these years, and I'm so excited to connect. Oh, thank you. And thanks for bearing with me. It took a little technical difficulties this morning, but yeah, we're here. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of a big deal. Like you're like a celebrity sound healer traveling over the world. You're featured in uh, Pop Sugar, Well and Good. You also, um, I saw you were at my favorite meditation studio, Unplugged. Like I want to get into this, but First, I want to kind of back it up and if you could tell me about your life before recovery and before you, you know, 
have been this amazing powerhouse woman. Um, can you back it up and tell us what it was like before recovery? Absolutely. And yeah, it's been an incredible journey. My life is beyond anything I could have dreamed and none of it would be possible if I hadn't gotten sober. Um, yeah. So I, a little bit about me, I grew up on the East Coast mm -hmm. in Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, I have a wonderful family, three younger sisters, amazing parents. Um, alcoholism and addiction runs in my family. So from a really young age, I was sort of in this awareness of like, Paul, and what is this thing? And my parents don't drink. Um, mm -hmm. So it was sort of uh, something that I was aware of. Um, when I was around seven years old, I started experiencing a lot of anxiety. Like I just remember before that point, I remember feeling so connected to nature mm -hmm. and angels and magic and just being this little kid who was like so happy and free. And then um, something shifted and mm -hmm. I became incredibly self-aware. Um, mm -hmm. And around that time, I started experiencing a condition called alopecia, which is oh, basically wow. unexplained hair loss. So as this okay. little seven-year-old kid, like I started getting bald spots oh oh geez yeah and my mom took me to the doctor they're like we don't know what's wrong with you like th there's no cause no cure yeah. basically um so I started this healing journey from a young age but I was so young like I didn't know what it was I just became so uncomfortable in my own skin so self-conscious I had so much negative self-talk you know I mean yeah. really this like question overhanging that was like what's wrong with me? And then so much fear that people would notice and people would reject me. So um, my mind just got really loud, you know? Um, wow, at such a then, young age too. Yeah, super young, super young. Um, and when I was, I think around like 12, I had my first drink. I okay. was at my uncle's wedding and I just remember it helped quiet my mind, you know, like I was in that constant state of like my mind going and like analyzing and judging and so much self judgment. And I took a drink and it was like, mm, quiet, I could relax and right. not be in that state of anxiety. Right. Um, and so that sort of opened up a whole world for me, you know, where it became my solution in high school and then in college and then in my twenties for feeling a sense of relief from the busyness and just the negative self-talk that was in my head. Wow. Um, yeah. And it worked for a while, except for it never actually really worked because from, yeah. from it seemed like, like it worked. <laughs> it seemed like it worked. I mean, it worked for that purpose, but it also had a ton of consequences. Like right, right from the beginning, I would drink to the point of blacking out, you know, right. and just, it was like, I would be one person and have all my anxieties and everything that I was thinking inside. And then I would drink and it would all come out and explode. And I was like this different person. And I would yeah. drink to the point where I didn't remember and I would wake up and be like, oh my gosh, I peed in the bed. Like, how did that happen? Where was I last night? What happened? Yeah. Um, so that kind of added a lot of insult to injury because then there was this shame that built up, you know? Right. And not only was I experiencing a lot of anxiety and self-judgment for the condition of alopecia, which I mean, at that point, it wasn't quote unquote bad. Like it was like a little bald spot here, a little bald spot there. No one would have noticed. It was all really in my head. 
Okay. Um, but the shame continued to build up and I just like really was losing all sense of self, like who I was truly. And mm-hmm. my life became very focused around like thinking and partying. And that was my high school experience. Then I went to university of Virginia, which was a really, really fun school to go to. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they all though? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, my time there, it was just like a lot of partying, the fraternity, sorority scene and, and all of that. Um, and I mean, really, even before I went into college, I started to know like drinking doesn't really work for me. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's a solution for quieting my mind and like escaping from really being me mm-hmm. and how I felt in the present moment in a sense of like not feeling good enough, um, not feeling lovable, not feeling beautiful. But it really just perpetuated that because after I would drink, there was so much shame from mm-hmm. the things that happened. Um, and so, yeah, that continued. And then after I graduated from UVA, I moved to New York City mm. and went to culinary school. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was like a good total. I mean, it was an incredible experience. I studied in college East Asian studies and religious studies. So I was sort of like already on a spiritual path then. Yeah. um, But had also felt this calling to serve and like be in hospitality. And so went to culinary school. Yeah, it was really, it was really fun. Um, And an amazing experience to be in New York and like what I feel is the culinary epicenter of the world. Oh, Um, for sure. Yeah. And got to just explore and learn so much and also realized during that time I was like oh for the first time I was able to label like oh what I've been experiencing my whole life is anxiety like all of oh. this you know chatter in my mind fear of the future busyness like sensations in my belly tingling in my scalp like this these were physical manifestations of anxiety and so How did you come to learn that though? Like who told you or how did you figure it out? Um, one of my best friends and actually my roommate at the time, she had been diagnosed with anxiety. And so in talking Mm. with her, I was like, oh, and she was prescribed, um, and so I tried to call it and it worked. And I was like, oh, this helped. Yeah. So way less, way less mess, messier than booze. <laughs> yeah, except for when you combine the two. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a perfect storm. <laughs> perfect storm. So before long, I went and got my own prescription. I was like, okay, I need clonopin to help me chill out. And then I need Adderall to help me focus. And I created this incredible cocktail for myself of, mm. of prescription medications and then continued to drink on them. Whoa, um, that's a yeah. hat trick right there. It was, I mean, I'm so grateful that it happened because it really escalated things to the point where like, I couldn't ignore it. Like for a while it was just like, oh, I'm just in high school, just partying. Oh, I'm just partying in college. Like everyone has these experiences. Right. And it was like, no, this is not normal. This is not okay. Like it's definitely not okay to pass out in New York City and wake up in the hospital, like not knowing how you got there. And that was what started to happen. Whoa. Um, yeah. It okay. was looking back, like it's such a miracle that I had no real consequences other than like literal angels somehow getting me to a hospital and me just being like terrified and confused when I woke up. 
Um, oh, that's scary enough on its own. Right? <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, but that was my reality. And it happened. Yeah. I mean, it didn't just happen once. Like, I think there was one time that I didn't even know I went to the hospital. I just got a bill. I was like, oh, that's what happened that night. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Like, crazy. I mean, no memory, you know, yeah. no memory. Combining benzos, clonopin with alcohol is so dangerous and so toxic. And like, I didn't realize that. Like the doctors I were going to were like, just like, you know, probably don't drink. Um, <laughs> not like Thanks. this is really serious. <laughs> yeah. And, and I knew that like, okay, this combination doesn't work, but I couldn't stop. Like yeah. I would try to stop drinking and you know, it was my reality. Like mm. all my friends drank. That was what I knew. And especially being in the world of, of food and beverage, like mm -hmm. after culinary school, I started doing PR and marketing for a Michelin star restaurant group. So I was cool. like, you know, always in these like amazing restaurants and going to incredible events and like just so much fun. Yeah. But <laughs> also, and I'm like, sure everything's free too. So that makes it like a little bit way more accessible. <laughs> uh huh. Everyone's, everything's free and everyone's drinking. It's just yeah. like what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I didn't really know, like I, I didn't know what it would be like not to drink. Like I had my parents to look to. Yeah. Those are your parents, you know? And, um, other than that, it was like, my life is over. If I don't drink, like I don't know how to exist. And yep. so I would, you know, try to stop. And then I would be at a work event and have a glass of wine and then mm -hmm. have those consequences. And so I tried to take like crazy measures. Like I, at one point was taking Antivues, which is a drug that, or it's yeah. like a prescription medication that if you take it and you drink on it, you get so sick. Like you can literally go into cardiac arrest if you drink on Antivues. And I did. Whoa. I totally did. Yeah. Are um, you serious? Mm -hmm. I, I was remember, so scary. Oh, I was like, one time for work, I worked for an Austrian restaurant group and they had a float in the Storben Parade, which is like the um, Oktoberfest parade in New York City. And I was on a float going down Fifth Avenue drinking vodka. And I ended up like in a porta potty in Central Park, really, really not well, really not well. Oh. So it was just, it was complete insanity. You know, like I knew that my life wasn't working. Um, but I couldn't break the cycle. And in truth, like on the outside, other than me being like a party girl and being in the food and beverage scene and like having these consequences, I don't really think people knew it wasn't like, mm -hmm. my life wasn't really falling apart. Like I had a great job. After that job, I ended up going to do luxury lifestyle management. I opened two hotels and was working in the private residence at the plaza, assisting incredible clients, like literally making magic happen. And wow. Um, living like a very fun, fast-paced, glamorous life. And I had a boyfriend and I had great friends, but yeah. on the inside, I was just miserable and yeah. so lost and just reaching out for whatever I could find to help me quiet my mind, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that led me to a really dark place after after like three and a half years of trying to stop drinking and Mm -hmm. going to so many therapists and trying to take the abuse and everything. Um, I ended the relationship I'd been in, which was an 11 year relationship. And like Whoa. our reality together was like drinking, smoking weed, you know? Yep. Um, and it had become clear that like, if I wanted to get sober and like really 
change my life in the way I knew I needed to, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work. So I ended that relationship and could not cope with the pain, like could not face it, couldn't look at it. And for three months, just drank, like just drank wine and cried. <laughs> mm. and, yeah. yeah. And by the end of it, Um, I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. I no longer wanted to live. Like I got to a place where one night I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I remember just this like blurry, not even like a memory, just like this, almost like a dream. It feels like of like being in my bathroom, sitting in my empty bathtub with all my prescription bottles around me, just being like, I can't do this anymore. Like I need, like I, I didn't want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what happened, but I do know that I woke up the next morning and something had shifted. Like, mm-hmm. I woke up and I had this idea in my head that was like, wake up and live, Susie. Like, wake up and live. Live your life and like do whatever it takes to do so. And at that point, people had been reaching out. Like, my family had been reaching out. Friends had been like, Susie, like, you need help. Like, yeah. how can we support you? And I'd been refusing it. Yeah. Um, I was like, I, I'm going to do this on my own. And at that point, I was ready to accept help. And I called work and I said, you know, you guys know I shouldn't be drinking and you guys know that I have been and I need to take some time. So I ended up going to um, rehab for 30 days. Okay. And it was there that I began the practices that ended up really saving my life. Um, I didn't get it that time when I got out of rehab. I ended up smoking weed a few times afterwards. I didn't drink after that point. But, okay. Um, I mean, sobriety is such a journey for everyone and everyone's sobriety looks different. But for me, it was in that time that I began a daily gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. I started practicing yoga daily. I started meditating daily. Um, I experienced Reiki and I was doing music therapy. So it wasn't sound healing as I share it now, but like started to really reconnect with music as a form of healing. And when I got out of there, I continued all those practices and my life started to totally transform. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then is that, is that how, like, did it just naturally progress into like a career for you? Like this passion, like, you know, just watching your videos, like you are just so immersed and just, you look so at peace mm-hmm. with what you're doing. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's been such a journey and it did. It unfolded really naturally and really organically. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely took a lot of courage and it felt really scary along the way. But like mm-hmm. what happened was I, I laid a foundation of practice. Like I, I started to connect with gratitude. I started to meditate. I started, I started by practicing TM, Transcendental Meditation. Okay. Um, yep. 
And through that, I started to have this spiritual awakening. Um, and maybe it could have been that I was like, finally for once detoxing, you know what I mean? Not like clouding right. my mind by every, with everything, but, um, I started to pay attention to signs and I would like notice, mm. you know, synchronicities and start to say like, okay, maybe these inspirations I'm having are leading me somewhere. And where they led me was to California. And at that point ah. I was still doing luxury lifestyle management. And okay. I told them I was based in New York. My job was basically to be like an expert on all things New York. And I was like, I need to move to LA. And they're like, well, <laughs> you're, you're an expert on New York. You've yeah. been to LA once. How's that going to work? I said, I don't know, but I know that I need to go. So they created a job for me to go out there in a different role doing business development. No way. Which was such a blessing because it gave me the means to get out there. Yeah. Um, and Did so you I know anyone in LA? Uh, my aunt lives here. So I had my okay. aunt, my cousin, and my uncle. Okay. And, and one sober friend. Okay. Wow. And so, so brave. Yeah. But I was like, I just knew, like, I yeah. just knew. And it didn't happen overnight. Like I went out to California in January and I made the move in June. And between okay. that period, like I would meditate and I would visualize what my life would look like in California. And I like, as I'm sitting here right now in my apartment, like I could see my exact apartment. Wow. During that period, like I would sit and I would meditate and I would visualize it and I would see like my yoga mat and in perspective to the ocean and like the white walls and the crystals and everything. And like, Mm -hmm. it just, I mean, it's incredible how it unfolded. Like I didn't need to figure it out. I just was like, I know this is happening. I'm going to take the steps as they come. And Mm -hmm. at that point was literally, I mean, I still live life one day at a time, but at that point it was like one day at a time. It was, I hadn't drank in maybe I think like five or six months. Mm-hmm. And I was just starting to come out of the fog. Like I remember right. commuting into work in New York city and like had headphones on sunglasses on, like could barely make eye contact with people. I just felt so raw and like such a mm-hmm. shell and little by little, like life was coming back into me, but mm-hmm. it was like, truly like a one day at a time thing. Like I remember some mornings where I'd be like, okay, Susie, like just get out of bed. Just yeah. take a shower, you know, just get dressed like step by step. Baby steps. Yeah. And so yeah. it was the same thing with like manifesting this trip out to California to move here. It was like, okay, just, okay, now visualize the apartment. Now connect with work and yeah. all of that. And so it ended up unfolding. And in the process of moving, I was still experiencing a lot of anxiety because, mm. um, I had, you know, like no, no longer had my solution of like drugs and alcohol and I'd been right. meditating, but it was still, it was still present. And I, I mean, moving across the country and not really knowing anyone, I was having panic attacks mm-hmm. and my aunt was like, do you want to come to a sound bath with me? And mm. for so many people, when they go to their first sound bath, there's all these questions like, is there water involved? Do I have to get naked? Like really funny questions. I'm like, it's true. Is it? Am I going to leave my body? Yeah. And, and I didn't have any of those. It was like this, it just felt like I'd been to a million. It was like, of course. Yeah, let's go. And I went. And in that first sound bath experience, it was like, unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. It felt truly like coming home. Mm. I felt this sense of, 
peace and stillness and quiet, like what I'd always been seeking in all the years of like drinking and taking prescription medications, like Mm -hmm. I experienced in the sound bath. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So were you and just so- like hooked after that? Yeah. So I kept going. And yeah. like, as I started to make friends here in LA and I yeah. right away started to make friends who were sober, a lot of them were doing 12 step meetings and stuff. And they'd be like, let's go to this meeting on Friday or Saturday. And I'd be like, well, I'm going to sound bath. And like a yeah. lot of people didn't know what sound baths were. Yeah. And so I would bring my friends with me. Um, and I started going to 12 step meetings too. And that was an, also an incredible resource in my recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and So people started coming. People were having amazing experiences. My life was changing. My anxiety was like getting so much better. My panic attacks stopped. Um, And I just started to feel this great sense of purpose. And so I said, okay, I need to learn this. So I started studying it. And nine months later, um, there was a moment in my career where they wanted me to change roles. Like I had gone out there to do business development we landed our first account and they wanted to shift me back to my old role, which was like working directly on site with a property, you know, that fast paced life of, you know, whining and dining and having all those connections and assisting people in that way. And I said, I have a greater purpose. Like I'm here to serve people, but this is like on such a, it's great. It's great, but it's superficial and it's materialistic and it's not really helping people. And right. the tools that I've connected with and have helped me so much, like that's what I'm here to share. And so I said, I can't take this new role. It's time for me to <laughs> start my own business. Whoa. And, um, yeah. And like, it, I was not planning to do that. This happened completely out of the blue. They called me to tell me the opportunity. And I was like, I was like, actually total, total pivot. Um, yeah. Thank you. But no, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. And I called my parents and I was like, I'm a healer now. And my parents are <laughs> sitting there in Greenwich, Connecticut. Like, what are you talking they what? about? <laughs> they're, like, they're like, okay, what do you have a healer? Like, do you have a business plan? You know, Susie, it's much easier to find a job when you have a job. And I was like, I'm not yeah. finding another job. This is what I need to do. I have no idea how it's going to happen, but I just know this is what needs to happen next. Um, And after that, like, I 
went and I sat for 10 days in silence in the desert. I sat Vipassana in Joshua Tree. Okay. And so much clarity came through in that time. And well, before I left, I bought crystal bowls. I didn't even have them when I quit my job. I bought three crystal bowls. I went to meditate in the desert for 10 days. And I came back and it was like, okay, Susie, you need to have a sound bath on the beach. And so I contacted everyone I knew, like everyone in recovery, all the people that I'd met in that one year in LA. And 26 people showed up for my first sound bath on the beach and they like gave me donations. No and then, way. Yeah. I was like, okay. And I, I barely even knew what to do. Like I trained on the gong with an incredible teacher for six months, but it was like this period of just like, okay, now, now it's, it's in my hands. Um, wow. And yeah. So 26 people came, we had this beautiful, beautiful sound bath. And from there, I started to get private clients and I started to lead other sound baths and teach at meditation studios, like unplug meditation and ceremony mm-hmm. meditation. And I started to work with um, treatment centers and sober livings. And I share a sound bath and teach yoga now at once a week at a recovery meeting here in Santa Monica. Um, and then from there like started to lead retreats and then started to lead trainings and it just completely unfolded yeah it's like I I just I'm like I never could have imagined this would have been my life (laughs) I mean how do you feel even just like just speaking about it like is it kind of surreal to you that like you know one year like moved to LA once and is now a healer like how do you feel looking back at all your accomplishments and and through all the like trials and tribulations I feel really grateful. I feel really grateful. And I do feel proud of myself. Like it's taken a lot of courage, like every yeah. step of the way. I mean, I remember that first sound bath that I let on the beach right before I did it. Mm-hmm. I called my AA sponsor and I was freaking out and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And <laughs> you know, I did it. Mm-hmm. And every time I do something, like every time I lead an experience, every time I lead a training or a retreat or whatever it may be, like that voice still comes up. It's like, you can't do it. You know, oh, just sure. no it's going to show up. And every time I'm able to be like, I see you, I love you. It's going to be okay. Like I trust that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I just pray and I say, God, let me be of service. Give me the words that are going to help people the most. And then I show up and serve. You know, so like I feel really proud of the fact that I've been able to overcome the fear and like that voice, which we all have. And for so long, I let run my life. And for so long, like I tried to suppress it by drinking and using. And to now be able to be like, I see you, I love you, it's going to be okay. Um, And when I do that, it's like sometimes the louder the voice, the bigger the miracle that happens, you know, Mm. When when you don't listen to it. Um, and, and really like when you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria algae body butter, people literally stop me on the street My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping 
all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off practicing what I preach and like spending a lot of time in meditation and chanting and practicing yoga and experiencing sound healing um, so that I can be super clear on like when that voice is, you know, ego. And when that voice is real, like gut intuition, like don't do that. That's not the right decision, you know, yeah. <laughs> but long answer to your question, it feels amazing. And I'm just really grateful to be able to share the tools that have helped me on my journey because yeah, you know, like there was a real, there was a real moment where my life was over. Like I, I was going to end it. Like I could have ended it. I don't know how I lived. I don't know why I lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had struggled for a really long time for a long time. Like I suffered and I felt like my life had happened to me and I felt like a victim and I was angry and I was scared and I felt alone mm-hmm. and like no one could help me. And none of that was true. You know, like the support was always there. The love was always there. The tools were there. Yeah. And life is so worth living. Like, that's how I feel like that, that voice, that moment, that voice that came through that morning that I woke up, that was like, Susie, wake up and live. Like, yeah, that's it. It's like, just live. Like life is incredible. And yeah, there's always going to be pain in life. There's always going to be things that cause us to feel fear, but like we can choose how we experience it. And we can choose Mm -hmm. to see that everything is happening for us, you know? Yes. Yes. It's not against you. We don't want you to suffer. (laughs) You don't don't have to suffer. We're just going to test you. Just going to test you along the way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For real. Like that's, that's, I talked about the highlights. Like that's not to say that like the journey has been without bumps, you know? Right. My experience with alopecia has been, I mean, it was super painful at this point. You can't see me where on the podcast, but like Mm -hmm. I ended up shaving my head last summer, which was another incredible milestone on my journey, like of letting go of resistance. You know, I had gotten to a point even in, even in recovery where like I was a prisoner of it still. And I didn't want to go swimming in the ocean. I didn't want to go in the wind. I was using hairspray and then I was wearing a wig and like so afraid that people would be able to tell. And at a certain point it was like, what am I hiding from? Who am I hiding from? Like, mm. like nothing's wrong with me. You know, like right. all the healing and all the meditation and all the work, the personal development work that I've done has led me to see like, I'm whole, you know, I'm whole. I've always been whole and I'm lovable and it's okay to let myself be seen. And if God, if the universe doesn't want me to have hair (laughs) if that's how I was created then like in every other way I'm fully healthy then Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to have hair so why would I resist that you know and it's the resistance that causes suffering for so many of us you know like when I can accept the circumstances of my life and know that they're exactly as they're meant to be 
and just love myself and love everyone else and love life for what it is, mm. I find true inner peace. And I think when you say like, that's what you see, like when you experience my sound bath, it's like, like it's just complete acceptance of life as it is and taking the aligned action to move forward in life, but really not resisting and not struggling anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's so beautiful how you put that. It's, it's true. It's just a little bit easier said than done sometimes, (laughs) but um, yes, of course. Like I feel like, you know, what we resist just persists. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, can you just walk us through kind of give us like a little taste of what a sound bath is or what it feels like to people who have no idea what we're even talking about right now? Yeah, that's a good question, <laughs> especially because I'm like, people ask if you have to get naked and they never said you don't have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you don't you have don't. to. You probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially if you're in a public one. If you're at home, you can do what you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a lot of virtual sound healing right now. Entirely virtual sound healings right now. So Amazing choice. Come Um, as you wish. (laughs) Come as you wish. Um, Okay, so a sound bath is an experience where especially tuned frequencies of sound Mm -hmm. help to bring your mind, your body, and your spirit into a state of harmony and bring you into a state of deep rest and relaxation. Mm. Um, Okay. There is no water involved. You can sit down. You can sit, or I usually recommend that people lie down. sort of like a shavasana at the end of a yoga class and um, you relax. And for me in my sound bath, I play crystal alchemy bowls, which are crystal bowls. They're made of clear quartz crystal and they're infused with other crystals. Thank you. Oh my God. I love them. They're, they're so pretty. Um, And they sound amazing and they feel amazing, but the one of the things that makes them so special is they're infused with other crystals and gemstones and earth elements that bring oh. different energies into the experience. So oh, cool. that's why they're colorful and that's why they're so pretty. Um, it's because they're infused with things like rose quartz or emerald or mother of platinum that like, for example, emerald, um, when that's infused into a bowl, it's going to bring in the energy of courage and the energy of grace, um, really helping to open the heart. Um, so there's these really special alchemies that are created and each bowl has a different, it has its own note. They play one note each. Um, and, uh, the notes are healing frequencies. Each note corresponds with a chakra or, um, an endocrine gland in the bowls that I work with. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when you play them, they create frequencies of sound that are very healing and resonate with your body and entrain with your brain waves to bring you into a deep state of rest and relaxation. Mm. So for me, I mean, very anxious by nature, a very busy mind. When I would mm-hmm. sit down to meditate, I would be like, oh, I just have so many thoughts. Like the thoughts are so loud. And right. for a long time, that was my excuse not to meditate. Um, right. But what happens scientifically in a sound bath is that these frequencies of sound and train with your brain waves and slow them down and help you to tap into your subconscious mind. So you're really going beneath that busy thinking that thinking mind and mm-hmm. tapping into a, a space of peace and quiet. And a lot of people do um, find themselves in sort of a, like a lucid dreamlike state. Like you feel like you're dreaming. People yes. have beautiful like journeys and visions. And that's because you're getting into the theta brainwave state, which is where we are during REM sleep, which is where we are when we're dreaming. 
Um, other people feel like they're floating, like very peacefully floating, maybe like they're out of their body. Um, I definitely felt like I was floating last night. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely got my float on. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. It's, it's just a very peaceful experience. And for people who have trouble meditating, it's an accessible way to meditate because you just lie down and relax. Yeah. It's fantastic. You just like let, let Susie do the work. You just show up, plug it on and you're ready to go. So how do you, how would sound bass help someone in addiction? So in a couple of different ways, I mean, addiction is really a frequency. Like we get into this frequency of addiction where we have these patterns and, and in our brain, like the neural pathways will say like to reach for this, to reach for that. Like that's mm-hmm. my solution. Um, right. It's literally rewiring your brain when you're in the sound bath. And I mean, for one of the, one of the most beautiful things that happens is like, I mean, for me, it was so uncomfortable to just be in my own skin, like, Mm -hmm. and to be in the present moment. But when you lie down in a sound bath and you're like, okay, I'm going to lie here. The thoughts are going to come up. Like your mind will be quieter and you feel very safe and very relaxed, but like thoughts still might come up. Anxiety still might come up. Um, You might feel emotional, but what happens is you're in this container in this safe space where you get to be with it. Mm -hmm. And the sound does something where it shifts, it shifts you and you feel safe to be with it. And those thoughts, those anxieties, those emotions, they pass. And Mm -hmm. as they pass, it's rewiring your brain and creating new neural pathways that teach you that they're always going to pass, you know? So those moments where you feel an intense craving, an intense urge, like I can't get through this. Like I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to survive if I don't have a drink or if I don't reach for this. you're literally teaching your brain that yes, you will. It's going to be okay. Right. Um, another way that it's really helpful for addiction, and I notice this a lot when I work with people in early recovery, mm-hmm. um, especially people who are like detoxing. I mean, when you're at that point, like your body's exhausted. Like you're yes. you're literally like putting poison in your body, like truly, and right. you're depleted, and you're not sleeping well. Um, if at all, you know, so many people struggle with things, insomnia, and then if you drink and then you sleep and you're not getting the quality of sleep that you really need, um, when you're in a sound bath and you're entering into these brainwave states, you're experiencing deep rest. Research suggests that because you get into that state of brainwave state, one hour in a sound bath can have the equivalent benefits to eight hours of deep rest. Oh, wow. So it's like, yeah, so it's like recharging a battery. And for people who are just like exhausted and detoxing and so bent after years of running, you know, um, in a short period of time, you can really recharge your battery. And the more you do it, the more your battery is going to stay charged. And your personal frequency, like it starts to change. You're literally raising your vibration. And those lower energies and lower frequencies that have felt so heavy, they start to fall away. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's a great explanation. Thank you. I mean, I want to, <laughs> let's go to one right now. <laughs> um, speaking of, you, you know, you talked about online offerings. What do you have going up, going on, of course, with the times now? Where can we find you and get connected with you? So I have a ton of online offerings um, and now more than ever. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm on Instagram as the copper vessel. Mm -hmm. And 
I post inspirational messages and I have some sound baths on my IGTV and I'm always posting on my story. Um, I also have a bunch of sound baths on my YouTube channel, which is also the Copper Vessel. And I have an amazing series of seven sound baths for self-healing on Aloe Moves. Um, yeah, th- those ones are really great. They're incredible okay. quality. And it's, it was just such a gorgeous production and, and the meditations that came through for that. Um, I'm I'm really proud of them and and people love them. And I think especially during this time, so many people have been reaching out and saying like Aloe Moves has been a great resource for them. Um, If you use the code Susie, my name, S-U-S-Y, you get two weeks free access. Um, Yeah. And there's also amazing yoga classes on there too. Aloe Moves is a great resource in so many ways. Um, People can find all of this on my website, which is thecoppervessel.com. Okay. Um, And I offer private one-on-one healing and sobriety coaching. Um, I offer mentorships. I lead sound healing trainings. I'm going to put together my first virtual sound healing training in the next few weeks. Um, Great. And then I do a lot of work with treatment centers. So if if, um, you're listening and you work in treatment or if you have a sober living, I did my first virtual live stream for a sober living last night and it was so amazing. They sent me a picture afterwards of everyone lying on the floor and we live streamed it onto the TV and they had really profound experiences. So that's a resource that's available virtually that I can create custom experiences for you no matter where you are. That's so great. And I I love how you can actually do this virtually because your energy, like it really does come across. Like even if it's just on a screen, like you can really feel it. It's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so it's cool. Amazing. It's amazing. It just, I mean, it's just, everything is energy. Like yeah. we attach so much to our physical selves and this physical experience, but right. really we're so much more than that. And that's what this healing shows us. And that's why I love it because it connects us to the truth within, within us. Um, it connects right. us with our true selves and, and we are all connected. So this healing, I mean, I've always worked with people virtually all over the world and I'm so excited that this experience of Corona is awakening people to the possibilities because I mean, so many people reach out and they're like in this remote place and they don't have Mm. access to these tools necessarily in person, but to be able to tap into it virtually, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It really is. Um, Susie, one more question before we go, if you could give a little piece of advice to anyone listening to us right now, either wanting to get sober or, you know, through their sober journey, what would you give them? Oh my gosh. Just one. (laughs) (laughs) Just one. Um, (laughs) Can you narrow it down to one? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do a package. Okay. Be, be kind to yourself. Um, and I feel that the way that you can be kindest to yourself is to start a daily practice. Um, I really would invite you to begin a daily gratitude practice, writing down five things you're grateful for and a daily meditation practice. It literally could take you five minutes to do, but even giving those five minutes to yourself every day is going to lay a foundation that will shift everything. Perfect. Baby steps. Start there. Baby steps. Yeah. Gratitude. Gratitude. I love it. (laughs) Susie, thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom and knowledge with us. I really appreciate it. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a joy to be on here. 
how fantastic is Susie? Seriously, give yourself 30 minutes, go to a sound bath with her. Your body, your mind will thank you. It is a perfect way to find peace in these tumultuous times we find ourselves in. As always, thank you so much for your love and support. Couldn't do that without you. Make sure to rate, follow, and subscribe to the podcast and leave your feedback. We love to hear your comments and suggestions. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girl's Guide and the blog. Don't forget about the blog. We have tons of tips, tricks, and tools. 30-day challenge. We have workbooks, journals, and mindset reset program to help you be your best self, to find that spark and level up your sobriety. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com now. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day.